A maze is always sinister, but buried in amongst it, breeze-swept and well-tended formal garden, viewed from the alfresco seating of a quiet and secluded tea-house, one could be forgiven a certain lack of caution, a naive lack of suspicion, a cheerful innocence. One is invited to postpone even the gratifying first sips of a perfectly brewed cup of hot tea, a blend perfected over centuries and served within the confines of a ritual ancient and majestic. And that invitation is so tempting. Only the beginning of a path is visible, a gravel walkway bordered with sand and stone, placed and sculpted with an attention to exquisite fine detail. Beyond that, the vegetation beckons, gently waving, guiding one into the hidden realms behind topiary and arbor. Flowers bloom in profusion, well-placed in planter boxes of decorated wood and stone jars, arranged in well-managed and aesthetically pleasing forms. These forms serve to further block any view of the path's eventual destination and to increase the desire to turn just one more corner around the crook in the path, leaving behind the original goal, that of sitting and sipping a well-made hot beverage. Lulled by the beauty, the formal presentation of what is normally nature wild and random, the sense is one of total security, absolute comfort, and lack of stress or strife. Gently rolling, an awestruck smile and a spring in the step. And there are many steps to take. The path is longer than seemed possible upon starting this exploration. There seem to be no boundaries to the tea house's adjunct property. And there are many steps to take. The path is longer than seemed possible upon starting this exploration. There seem to be no boundaries to the tea house's adjunct property. As the tea once again beckons, the awareness dawns. Which of these intertwining wonders displaying varieties of plant life unimagined and so shocking in their perfection that it is possible to dream of them in conversation, animate, communicating, at first only amongst themselves, and at first only with a murmur, like the fetal heartbeat within an expectant mother, calming and embracing the new life? The unfortunate dislocated feeling engendered by the loss of directional sense leaves one susceptible to thoughts negative and threatening, whereas just moments before all was much better than just well. Now a nagging tickle at the back of the mind seizes upon murmuring just beyond coherence at the edge of hearing. And once seized, the tickle becomes an itch, and from there a shadow, a rash that changes the colors from pastel and friendly into hues more somber and dark. Of course, rather than accept the moment, letting it be for what it is, the thoughts don't drift. They leap and clutch at the heart of it the murmur, suddenly convinced of a malevolent undercurrent flowing through the garden. Straining to make out what surely must be a running and derogatory commentary on yet another guest, tourist, solitary wanderer, who was fool enough to believe that it would be a walk in the park, and not a descent into some sort of unhealthy state of mind, attempting to make out the words whispered by plantings, gloating and gleeful at the distress becoming more visible by the moment, sweating and furtive, defensive and abrupt, increasingly succumbing to multiple fears. 
Am I going mad, hearing voices where none exist? Am I trapped in some evil garden that lures innocence, seduces them with a silken negligee, only to reveal pox-marked flesh, foul and odoriferous? Thus it begins, another journey altogether, the murmuring, yes, under such a desperate inquisition, of course it would crack, the code would be broken. What was murmur is now a cacophony, voices screeching about tourists who turn up missing, not turning up at all, about deeds done in the dark, long after any sane guest would have simply retraced steps and made it back to the tea house's comfort, with nary a chill nor a moment of panic. Sane guests don't become trapped in formal gardens. Sane guests don't find labyrinths within the confines of a simple stop on the roadside beckoning with a guileless signage. Welcome! Spectacular view! Spectacular indeed, losing all pretense of propriety, now fleeing, mad and foaming, down the path, losing one's hat and one's dignity, finding a maelstrom of terror, and now the garden breaks into song, plain chant, clear and beautiful yet somehow ominous, as if it weren't ominous enough just to be hearing such, in a place quiet and full of peace, tranquility. Flee! Flee! Run the length of the paths! Eventually you will find a way out, yeah? For this cannot be what it appears, a garden now screeching and wailing, howling on the hunt, hot on the trail of the spore, who, terrified, runs and trips, falls hard to the ground, quickly recovers, attempts running again, before even fully upright, sliding and nearly repeating the fall, losing ground to the pursuing hordes. Darkness falls quickly, concurrent with a final gasp of strength, will. Nothing left of resistance, resigned to a fate, some fate, a fate certainly involving pain and fear of more pain, involving whatever one is most afraid of, in profusion, magical and powerful, bigger than real and more phobic than anything in nightmares or normal imagination. A chill in the air becomes evident, and laying on the sharp gravel, insects and spiders come out to play? No, not that. To have small life forms radically different from oneself, alien and frightful despite their size, crawling over one? No. This propels the guest upright and he stumbles off the path through a break between two trees, and behold, the tea house yet stands, not torn from its roots by the wiles of its own garden, and there, look, the serving of tea is still steaming and fresh, accompanied by tasteful and light cookies and snacks. The inner route leads through the maze and beyond, back on oneself, twisting and twisted, but back. Pretend... The garden is pretty.